Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Duff. Differently, good afternoon. This is Rabbi Ethan Linden in New Orleans, Louisiana. And I guess I shouldn't really say good afternoon since it's entirely possible that you're listening to this episode of the Daily Duff at some other time of day, morning, evening, or night. In any case, I'm thrilled to be back and studying with you Masechet Beitza Duff Yud Bet, page 12 of Tractate Beitza. And the issue at hand as we begin the daf is that the Mishnah reports that Beit Shalai said, Ein motzim lo et hakatan velo et alulav velo et sefer Torah. Lurishut harabim. Beit Shalai's position is that you should not carry out with you a small child or a lulav or a, um, a scroll of Torah into the public sphere. That would constitute a violation under the law of carrying, even on a festival, and Beit Hillel comes to say, nope, those things are permitted. What is at issue between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel is this point of distinction between a festival day and the Sabbath day, and whether or not the prohibitions of the Sabbath day and the prohibitions of the festival day are different, not different, similar and in what ways that similarity and difference occurs. And of course, that is the focus of much of this Masechet. We begin in the Gemara with this statement about someone who slaughters a free will offering, Olat Nidava B'Yom Tov, a free will offering on the festival. The uh, position that is stated is that that person would be liable for lashes for they had violated the festival. And the question is why? We are allowed, we know, to prepare food on the festival and to do things which would otherwise be prohibited on a festival day as long as it has to do with the preparation of food. Well, the issue here is that an olat nidava, a free will offering, is not consumable. That is, the person who offers it does not get to eat it. Therefore, if the person does something that would be a violation on the festival day in order to prepare that free will offering, which is to say, slaughtering it, that person would, according to this position, be held liable for that act, since they did something which would be permitted if it were done to to prepare food that they could eat, but is forbidden, given that they did it to something, that is, the offering itself, that they are not going to be allowed to eat. The Gemara goes on to say that this position must be Beit Shammai's position because Beit Shammai has a position that you cannot do certain things that would be permitted if you were preparing that, using them to prepare food, but are prohibited if they are not necessary for the preparation of the food that you will eat. Whereas Beit Hillel allows things to be done even when they are not necessary for the preparation of the food. 
the distinction here is whether or not the allowance that we have on a festival day to do certain prohibited things so that we can prepare food extends to doing those things even when we are not doing them in order to prepare the food itself. And that is the question that animates the uh, discussion on this daf. And it's a fascinating question because what it's really asking is how far does this difference between Shabbat and the festival go? How deeply does it extend? Both Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel agree that one can do things that would otherwise be prohibited in order to prepare food. But they disagree, according to this Talmud, uh, Talmudic discussion, they disagree on whether or not those same things can be done, even if they are not necessary for the preparation of the food. Beit Shammai allows such things, and, uh, sorry, Beit Shammai disallows such things, and Beit Hillel allows them. And this is an interesting question, and it really cuts to the very heart of what is the difference between a festival and Shabbat? What does it mean that we are allowed to do what is required for ochel nefesh, for the, the preparation of our food? And what does it mean if we try to do those things even if it's not, strictly speaking, for the preparation of our food? How far does the permissiveness of the festival allow us to go? And how much are we allowed to bend the system to do things which would otherwise be prohibited simply because there is a requirement, or rather a permission, to do certain things for the preparation of food. That is, does this allowance act as a blanket permission? Or, as Beit Shammai would contend, does this allowance for the preparation of food represent only a very strictly defined permission for that specific activity? And in some ways, what Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel are really arguing about is the foundation of the distinction between Shabbat and a festival, and how deep that distinction should be allowed to run. And so much of this Masechet, of course, is about that very question. And I think it's interesting here to think about the ways in which the differences and similarities of festival days and Sabbath days will play out over the course of this Masechet, and then how, of course, they play out in our contemporary ritual as well. Clearly, as with all things, Beit Hillel will be victorious, and there is a notion that one is permitted to do things that could be for the preparation of food, but are not at that moment. That is, for example, we are allowed to carry on a festival day, even if the carrying that we are doing has nothing to do with the actual preparation of food. And in that sense, Beit Hillel's concept of the holiday and the concept of this rather blanket allowance for us to do certain things, which would otherwise be prohibited, is the one that wins out and is the one that we currently use as we celebrate our holidays and our Sabbaths. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.